0: That a mating call? <laughs> yeah.
1: I said, "Eric, there's Lawrence. He wouldn't <laughs> yeah, 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 right. understand." Uh, uh, is that said, time again, Shane? <laughs> 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 Eric said, "Eric said, uh, do you know what the intro is going to be?" I said, "I'm just going to see what comes out." And that's yeah, what—that's that's where—that's where that's what the Holy out. Spirit led you. Yeah, to. yeah, <laughs> that that's that intro, right. Oh. That's right. Hey, welcome everybody to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast, a Christian podcast that doesn't take itself too, too
0: seriously. I'm your host, Shane. Ah, oh, Eric. Yeah, you, you had trouble getting that. I know. You know you're stumbling my words. It's only like almost episode 80, but yeah. Yeah, the first
1: time that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah. So i yeah. it, that's almost pretty good. 80,
0: you can't do it. Hey, do you ever miss um, being in a hardcore band? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were in a nice post-hardcore band yeah, is what we, we said. Yeah. What's the difference between hardcore and post-hardcore? Well, like hardcore is like... Uh,
1: I would say August Burns Red is is hardcore, if you know them. Guys who just scream basically the whole time, or girls, who scream basically the whole time. Yeah. Post-hardcore is kind of like a screamo, I, I guess, is another that, way to put w- it. No,
0: because that would be called screamo. I would, I would say that they're similar. <laughs> yeah, uh, post-hardcore, like, screaming. it's not and as singing. much breakdowns and metal. It's yeah. more um, um, screaming, it's, it's but singing. It's hardcore. It's not that... Yeah, but it's not poppy at all. I didn't say it was poppy. I said it's poppy or hardcore. But Shane and I used to be, back in the day, in the college days, we used to be in a in a, in a post-hardcore band. In an entirely below average post-hardcore band. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was fun. Yeah. Um, Shane got his head split open oh, once. Oh, yeah. That's, that totally happens. Our
1: guitarist flipped his guitar around, and I was standing Sliced. a little too close. Sure. Hit me right in the head. No, we have a video. Seven staples.
0: Yeah, we have a video of that. We need to, yeah. I need to get it from, from uh-huh. my mom, but... Um, yeah, we were playing, and then I always watch the guitar play when he, when he spun his guitar. He spun it twice. Yeah. First, over his left shoulder, he's right-handed, over his left shoulder, catch it. No, backwards. Oh, first. I'm sorry. He'd go backwards first, and then catch it, and then go over his left shoulder. Yeah. When he did the backwards one, he took a step back, and Shane was too close, and uh-huh. he went back, and it just literally like sliced through his head. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, Shane, I watched you. <laughs> you. You touched your head, looked at it, and you were like, oh, I'm fine. Rocked out yeah. a little bit and touched it again. There was blood all over you. Oh, I'm good sleeping. Passed out <laughs> yeah. on the stage. Done. <laughs> Down for the count. Second song. Yeah. And our singer, who was, he looked and he saw this blood everywhere. And his mind was, he said, Who's, who spilled grape juice on the floor? <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, I'm going to tell Big Reds to listen to this. Yeah, He yeah. was such an idiot. Ah. He, thought it was, he thought it was grape juice. It was blood. What a big dummy. <laughs> but I remember I saw you get yeah. hit. You looked at your hand. I was, I was like, done. oh, he's fine. So then I started rocking out. I looked up. and was like, he's gone. <laughs> I, was, I was just laying <laughs> on the ground. I was, was going to take a nap. I was out.
1: <clears throat> Had to go to the hospital. Seven staples. Oh, didn't mom, terrible. Didn't mom come with you to the hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, mom came and didn't really help too much Why? in that situation because uh they were they were putting staples in the top of my head, and my mom is sitting there and I, we were high school and and my mom was holding my hand yeah because you pass out very easily very easily <laughs> and they're putting staples in the top of my head and every staple that went in it was like Tro-tong. and my mom was like oh. <laughs> 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 and i was like mom if you're gonna do that you can not turn around or something that's making it worse yeah, go, oh. <laughs> it'll, it'll be
0: fine shane oh gosh <laughs> oh, was- shane, shane it'll be fine oh dear <laughs> god so please stop terrible <laughs> yeah no so more no. no more yeah but yeah. she,
1: but she was there, you know. She's now, always there for me. And that was thank you, mommy. I love think, you.
0: Thinking back, because I was thinking about it like today or this week of just like back when we were every weekend we were playing shows. we yeah. trying to go anywhere we could. It was fun. We, we thought we were cool. It was our 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 most inspirational musical time. Like yeah. the bands that we still love today, we learned about them then. Yeah. Um, really, once
1: you get to be our
0: age, you don't really listen to new bands. Yeah, I listen to new very bands. few. Yeah, probably this year. Well. No, I'll say 2017. I probably discovered like eight bands. Yeah, which is and not that's, and compared.
1: That, I, and I thought I was doing
0: pretty good. Yeah, compared by okay. com- compared to what we were doing in high school, we were like discovering new bands all the time. Yeah, yeah, we were we we're, we're discovering new bands at like. Like, whenever someone called, like, hey, t- check out this band, we would, like, actually invest. Where yeah. if you tell me to listen to a band, I listen to, like, four songs. I'm like, yeah, yeah they were good. And then I then, then go to back listen. to what, what yeah. you know. But uh, back in the day, what were the bands we listened to all the time? August Burns Red, yeah. As, As Cities Burn. Yeah. Me Without You. Me Without You is my favorite band. Uh-huh. Um, and then one that we all really liked that a lot of people in our scene liked was Under Oath. Probably the most popular in that scene. Yep. So if you don't know Under Oath, they were um uh, a very heavy hardcore uh band that happened to be christians mm-hmm. and they were super super successful just period for they, the genre they, they had to be the most successful of any of that group uh, yeah uh, just of that genre period and then as christians were like and they're christian this is awesome yeah. um and they were they were sweet they broke up a little while ago they started doing some shows again and then uh uh-huh. this past week they released a new song at and we were pumped about it. Mm-hmm. I actually really like this song. Do you like yeah, it? Yeah, I really like the song. Um, and it's a trend now of all these bands that we used to like kind of break up and come back as these brothers. That's how and you other know band. you're getting old. Yeah. The
1: bands that you used to listen to broke up and are now having reunions.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're like all about it. Yeah. Um, but Under Oath. Um, A lot of people are mad because um, you know us Christians, we don't like the F word. No. (laughs) And Under Oath being uh, a Christian band back in the day, Uh when they came back, they still had a lot of fans that are still Christians. Mm -hmm. And them saying the F word People yeah. flipped out, and then now now it's important to note
1: a couple things about Under the Earth. F word. We're not saying fart. What are no, we saying?
0: There's
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, important to note a couple things about Underoath is that um, not uh, so when they started, they all, they were like youth group kids. Yeah. That was who they were when they first started in Florida as teenagers, and so they they really took their faith seriously. Now they've gotten a little bit older, and not all of them are Christians. The, yeah. uh, definitely Spencer, who's the lead. Uh, singer,
0: screamer. He, he he's not. is not a Christian. Yeah. But the other guys are. Yeah, some... I don't know how many... I know some definitely are. Like, like one the, was a youth pastor. I think he still is a youth pastor. Yeah. Aaron Gillespie is still a, a Christian. He's probably the most famous of the group. Yeah, he's that's a drummer. Um, so there still are some Christians, mm-hmm. but not all of them. So um, when they do this then people. Well freak there, out there's about. a couple things though. So if you if you have already
1: heard it then you know then, then you already know what we're talking about. If you haven't or you don't listen to type music then ju- just bear with us. The whole point of this is that these are Christians who are now getting like really beat up about using this word. Now within the song when they used it, it was definitely used in a way to be like we're not the same old under oath. Where you know where yeah. th- th- I even read an article that said like this is not uh, under oath you're used to this is a brand new right and oath. they're trying to like you know it's like Taylor Swift Right, you're, you're but, comparing Under Oath Taylor I'm trying Swift. to I'm <laughs> trying to relate to people who don't listen to Under Oath. You know when Taylor Swift came out, she said, uh, "Sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now." <laughs> Why? Because she's dead. That's yeah. like what's happening with Underoath right now, and and so they're being they're reinventing themselves. I don't agree themselves. with that, but keep going. <laughs> they're reinventing themselves, and they threw the f word in there, and it was totally unnecessary in in the song. And I love the song. Yeah. And it's it's totally unnecessary, um, but I, it, I think that they really threw
0: it in there just for shock value. I don't know. That, I, that's I don't, what I think. Yeah, I don't think. So. I think that it just worked in the song, and um, they and that's how they talk, anyways. So yeah, their, it is how they talk. Their mindset now is we're not going to pretend because yeah. their last their last couple of CDs they they pretended to they made sure they didn't cause or, or mm-hmm. they still sang about certain things. Now they didn't believe it, but. They were pretending to be people that they really weren't anymore. Right. They were being people behind the scenes. Yes. Being normal people. Mm-hmm. But they were pretending this Christian right. right, right. Uh, whatever. So now their their thing is we're older. We don't have time for this crap. We're just yeah. gonna be who we're gonna be. And no, we cuss a lot. Yeah. And if it fits into the song. So But, but so they I don't knew. I don't think it's I don't think it's unnecessary. I mean, I guess you can kind of say all of those could be unnecessary, but I don't I don't really find it un- I don't find it thrown in like you do. I just think they just used it. Well what was they happen.
1: they know the scene that they came from and they know that a lot of their fans are the youth group kids and the christian world a yeah, lot of but they are, were. they youth had group kids. yeah but they had to know by doing that that it was going to create the backlash that, that it's receiving yeah they had to know it oh yeah, yeah but it doesn't mean they did it for the backlash. No, no, I'm not saying they did it for the backlash, but You said I, they threw it in unnecessarily. I said they threw it in there unnecessarily. You're implying for, they did it for the backlash. For, for for us to look at them and be like, okay, they're new. Okay. They're they're different. They've reinvented themselves. They're not your mama's road, <laughs> Huh? <laughs> that's Yikes. that's that's what I believe that they were going for. Now the problem that I, I have, but go ahead. the problem that I have with it is um, uh, if, if you follow any of them on Twitter, they're like trying to defend themselves and, and they're throwing out the argument of, oh, there's there's people dying and you're worrying about us saying the F word and I understand yeah. all of those sort of things. And that's actually a similar argument that I made. Yeah, the podcast. last episode <laughs> <laughs> on on this podcast, <laughs> there was a similar argument that I made um, when we talked about King's Kaleidoscope. Uh, you know, oh, way a long back. time ago. Yeah. So I did make a similar, sim, similar argument to that. Um, but I just think that you're fighting a losing battle by going on social media and arguing with people on on Twitter and whatever other social media yep. about we, it. You, it's just not going to work.
0: And if you've listened to our episode by King's Kaleidoscope, you've already heard us talk about the, about cussing and what we think about it. Mm-hmm. Basically, we don't like we whatever we don't really care about it, um, and we don't think specific words are a sin. Uh, I think we think it's the intent behind it. That's mm-hmm. what we think the Bible is saying but as well. I, go and um, listen to anyways, what we said. Yeah, yeah. We I have a whole thing. Yeah. We, we know the verse, not letting unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but if you keep going to that verse, but only what is helpful for building others up, I think that's what's talking about the unwholesome talk. Anyways, uh, I don't want to get into the whole thing. Um, but basically, uh, crap, I don't even know what where, where we're talking about. Well, I, I, I,
1: I did see a funny tweet, though, about Under Oath. Uh, someone said, Billy Graham is dead for
0: one day, and Underworld <laughs>
1: starts dropping F bombs yeah. in their songs. <laughs> yeah.
0: No point in doing this anymore. Yeah. Um, I did. Oh, I did see them arguing back. I thought that was stupid. Uh-huh. Like, just it's if just you're gonna not be that, it. just just be it and be like, and, be, and basically, your thing is, who cares? Yeah. It's just a word. I agree with that. So but why then, are you tweeting about? But it? But then you tweeting about it is showing you care. Yeah. Just be like, if, if you want to tweet about it, the most you have to say is, it's a word. Who cares? Yeah. If you don't like, it, don't like this. We all grew up. Now they're not making new fans. I don't think at this yeah. point. It's it's all the people that used to listen. to them. We can handle the effort. We watch Game of Thrones. We watch all these other things yeah, on TV. You see, but you heaven see, forbid you a band, it. a Christian mm-hmm. band, actually says a bad word. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. um, hey, our brother-in-law walked in. Come on, come on over oh. here. Come over, Dan. You want you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> oh, you're playing Catan tonight. Yeah, yeah. Can't we got it up. it's
1: we got the Catan clan
0: coming over. <laughs> so, uh huh. What do you think about Under Oath dropping... dropping <laughs> 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 okay, um, so let's let's get to... Uh, well, hold what, on. But the oh, reason why
1: we brought up this Under Oath thing is because the guy that we interviewed today, his name is Propaganda, and he's going on tour with King's Kaleidoscope. And mm-hmm. King's Kaleidoscope faced a lot of the same backlash that Under Oath is facing now because King's Kaleidoscope also used the F-word in one of their songs, mm-hmm. which, which we've already talked about. What's
0: what's weird to me, though, for your argument and, mm-hmm. and is that... You were okay with King's Slidescope doing it. You didn't think it was unnecessary for them. Mm-hmm. They were used to be a worship band that now did it. Unroth is a hardcore band mm-hmm. that... Threw it in there in a scene that makes a lot more sense, yeah. and you think that they were unnecessarily doing it. The reason why is because uh, is because of this.
1: Now I have not heard why they decided to use that word. So if that's out there, I, I and just it's, have not it was seen it was from yet.
0: a dude that's not a Christian anymore. Yes, yes, so it was <laughs> from a dude that's not a Christian.
1: Anymore. But the reason why is because for King's Kaleidoscope, that song was taken directly out of his journal. Yeah, that's and and so yeah. that was exactly what he was going through and feeling in that very moment.
0: Yeah. Just seems, that's that's it why it just seems like. Well, you're, you're, no you're <laughs> just trying to find something no it just seems like whatever's convenient for you oh, that it's
1: <laughs> please i love ungrowth just as much as i love kings I kaleidoscope and, so, and i'm just trying to be i'm just trying to be fair in in the argument <laughs> and and I'm trying to look at it from both sides. I just, I just don't want to jump into whatever. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> whatever, Dan. Whatever. So, but our, we we interviewed um, Propaganda. Who, if you don't know, who Propaganda is he's a rapper, he's a poet, uh, and he's an activist. And he puts out some great stuff. And he um, is in a song with King's Kaleidoscope and is going on tour with King's Kaleidoscope in April, and they're coming to D.C., which is, uh, we're in Maryland, so it's close to us. We're going to be attending the show, and we wanted to to advertise for it and say, hey, you should go and check out King's Kaleidoscope and Propaganda. We, and, and
0: no matter where you live, they're, mm-hmm. they're kind of torn everywhere. They're in... Um, more, more to the East Coast. I think they're, they're doing an East to the Coast West tour Coast. right now. Yep. So if you live on the East Coast, because they're West Coast people. Yep. So it starts um, April eighth is when the show start on uh, the first one is in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, uh, DC. It will be if you are listening, you're from the DMV. It's April eleventh at the Rock and Roll Hotel. We um, encourage you to go out to that. Yep. But uh, propaganda. We actually interviewed him a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it was actually before all the shootings, things like that. Because we talked to him a lot about. Um, just where he grew up how he got into um, the the scene that he's in um, some of his own because his songs are really good too yeah uh, but also about some of the, his activist work that he does yeah um, and it's it's a it's a great um, topic but um, if we did this after the shooting, we would have talked to him about it. Yeah. Um, because it would have fit right in with with what we were talking about. But and we
1: were planning on releasing this episode last week, but then the shooting happened, and we felt like we needed to talk about gun yep. control. Yeah. So we bumped this episode a week later. So
0: so this interview is is before that. So that's why we don't mention it at all. But uh, again, uh, check out. You can find Propaganda online or Kings Live to see their tour. It starts April eighth, and uh, we'll keep reminding you about it. But they're playing in uh, D.C. at the Rock Hall Hotel April eleventh. So we really recommend you going to that. Uh, we will be there. I think even Top will be there. I think so. they the, on it. The X, the X Podcast. Yeah. R.I.P. So um, let's get to our interview with Propaganda.
2: Where were you when we were dying? Flying a Trump rally, sipping the finest wine. We fought off the 5%ers. They called him white Jesus, low key starting to believe them. Why you ain't march on Selma? Why you ain't telling refugees please stay with me? Why when you take communion it don't remind you of your union? That you two were once undocumented too? Why do you love your guns more than our sons? Why you patriots first? Why you worshiping a flag? Swims in my brain stem an acid baptist. Rehearse the worst like practice makes perfect. I'm out here on some world relief. What's a Twitter beef? I play Monopoly with refugees who so know they ain't ever again See Raiders are
0: moving... Country. When are they moving to Vegas? Vegas. they move I'll
2: to Vegas next year.
0: Next year. Next year. So, I re- if I was a... We're, we're Ravens fans. If I was a Raiders fan, I would really not, like, care about them at this point because they're leaving us. Yeah, but they've been yeah. in a couple places already.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They originally belonged to Oakland. Yeah. They came to LA. It felt wonderful. They were in South Central, which right. is, like, you chose a place to play that was, like, legit, like, um inner city uh so that was like super rad um and then and then when the rams came it was cool but then they left orange county it's like you guys went yeah. to the suburbs. so it's like man y'all scared like oh, yeah. you know so uh it was like man i don't be around you guys you know what i'm saying <laughs> so then uh so when they um yeah so when the raiders or when the rams came back it was kind of like it was cool yeah. they made it to the playoffs like first yeah. year back a good That's team yeah
0: they're a great I, team. I, yeah. I hate Todd Gurley, though, because... I I,
2: I totally understand.
0: I, I just hate him because of fantasy football reasons, and yeah. I have not won. Like, he's a Baltimore guy. He's oh, he a is, yeah. So, so, so I like him. I just <laughs> that's, selfishly that's don't. Too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so are you from, like, originally um, L.A.? Like, where, where'd you grow up? What was your home life like? Tell us a little bit about that.
2: I was... I'm originally from Los Angeles.
0: Okay, sweet.
2: So Absolutely born and raised, I bleed it, I can't breathe uh yeah, yeah. clean air, I can only breathe small <laughs> uh, it's salt water in my veins,, yeah, like, yeah specifically Pacific Ocean, I don't understand you alls like mm-hmm. um warm water
0: <laughs> uh, well our our ocean or our water's not very uh clean yeah. by any means, but but yeah, it's no. a little warmer, I think,
2: <laughs> yeah, but you're um no my mo- so my mom's from like uh my mom's from like from from the DMV. Like my mom's okay. from the oh, district. Okay. Oh yeah. so where yeah. are we are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, northeast. You know, uh, northeast DC. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, yeah. Yeah, she's from there, but like my whole family's like Prince George County and stuff like that. Oh, so I yeah. have like, Yeah, so I have some some. A lot. I spent all my summers or every other summer mm-hmm. in DC and in Maryland, but. Yeah, no, my home life was like, no, I'm an L.A. boy. I moved around in and around L.A. County. Mm -hmm. Um, Essentially my whole life, I tried to leave once when we started humble beast and went up to portland i stayed for 6 months and it was like nah. yeah yeah it just came right yeah bell love got married we were in oakland me and my wife were in oakland cuz that's where she was living got um it. when we got married but she's from la also okay so we were living in oakland we were there for 4 months and it was like man nah, it's
1: go yeah. back <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so so well she's there for years though yeah Okay, gotcha. So, so we were wondering too, but when we were talking before we got on on the this interview with you, how do you want us to refer to you? Do you want us to call you propaganda or Jason or or what exactly? How, what's the best way to refer to you? Are we at like? Know. Can we do prop yet? Are we at
0: a relationship where we can say prop or? I don't know, man. I'm
2: just like, hey, you know, people have died to be able to call me by my birthday. You know what I'm saying? People have messed up and called me by their birthday so It's of company and. Got fingers broke. No. me <laughs> whatever you want, man. It's all good.
1: <laughs> gotcha. All right, so so tell us how you got started um, out as propaganda, and and you have a bunch of albums out now, and uh, and give us some information. How did you start out? Was it with spoken word? Was it with rap and the and hip hop music? Give us some background there.
2: Yeah, so I fell in love with hip hop uh, pretty young. Um, mm, I, I mean, like really early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe eight years old, you know, you just, you're, you're in and around the city and like this culture is sort of burgeoning and being born around you in the same way like anybody that, you know, was around my age, like that was the, uh, we were, you know, elementary school kids when like the Bones Brigade started Mm -hmm. like winning everything, you know, so like if you're a kid, you know, you're second, third grader in that time, you're like this, this is the, this was the best place on earth to be, you know, Uh, so hip hop and like you know skateboarding as we know it was being birthed at this time. Um, so I was just around it and was just so fascinated by whatever what was happening, sort of in culture and in life. And it was such a better sort of expression of self than sort of the the the, the typical kind of kind of gang experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, wow.
2: Plus, I grew up in a Latino neighborhood, so because oh, of wow. that. Like, yeah, like, you know, just gangbanging just traditionally wasn't necessarily an option for me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, so I started, I wrote my first rap in high school. I was just a hardcore battle rapper, just loved hip hop, LA underground scene, you know, sneaking out, catching a bus, going to like battles. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I was sneak, sneaking in the venues, being way too young because you, you just wanted to see these, you know, these right. guys who were, you know, at the time, just local legends or just like virtual no names who turned out to be the black eyed yeah, peas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: You that wanted to be like, cool, yeah, the guy Yeah, I knew him before everyone else knew him kind of stuff.
2: But you did, but you did, the, the thought never crossed your mind that these people would be famous. Yeah. Because, because of what hip hop was, like you just didn't, you we're, they were famous to us. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, he cared, you know what I'm saying? But, um, you just didn't, just the idea of like superstardom was just so far away Um, and I just kind of had a knack for just writing raps and being you know kind of quick on my feet to uh, sort of think of words but I had no delusions of grandeur I went off to college um, you know finished school taught high school for six years I started doing poetry in college and it was really because I just I just had a crush on a girl.
0: And <laughs> That's how everything he, starts, isn't it? <laughs> told
2: me I would be good at it. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll go try it. You Whatever know?
0: you say, baby. I'll be
2: <laughs> totally, I mean, she's like, a, she's a professor at like San Francisco state now. Yeah. Know, every we're all now married with like multiple kids, but like, you know, but yeah, yeah. back then, you know, we're, you know, I'm a freshman. She was like, I think she was like a junior and I was like, man, whatever she would have told me i have to try. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So some of so some of the stuff that you got, that you've written and, and released, um, even some of your spoken word stuff. And I was preparing for this interview. I, I like YouTubed a couple of just your spoken word stuff. And I got like lost for an hour of not doing work, <laughs> <laughs> just watching stuff. But, um, but, You've gotten some pushback from the evangelical Christian business culture that that yeah. um, you kind of find yourself in. Um, even I, I know with uh, Precious Puritan, you got pushback, and I I haven't seen it, but I assume in some of your songs on your new CD, you probably got pushback. Um, what? How? How did that come about? How? How have you seen some of that pushback, and how has it affected you when it comes to you're just trying to? Write what you feel and you're trying to write what's on your heart, um, and you're trying yeah. to wrestle with this Christian world who's so like if you're not in agreement with what we're saying, then you shouldn't say it like how do you how do you balance that tension?
2: Yeah, well, um I think you I think you kind of nailed it in your description to where it's like that's a that is a business and or like social construct, not necessarily the faith I profess, you mm-hmm. know so yep. like so christian as an industry or like again a socio-political construct aka the evangelical um you know i like the reality is like i actually don't do that sort of business well like i've never been on winter jam you know i've never been on rock and worship like i'm not you know i didn't reach a certain level of sort of i didn't the the pathway to success down there i just i never took it anyway yeah um so it was sort of expected i've kind of like sort of existed kind of like on the fringe um and just sort of adjacent to christian market you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um so i think that the pushback uh even when even like so the precious puritan song or poem was like that was kind of like my that was their introduction to me yeah you yeah, know yeah. so it kind of like set the tone that like this is who we're dealing with you know what i'm saying yeah but you know there were as much pushback as i got there were a, a equal amount of um you know sort of people in that sort of uh reformed kind of blogosphere that stepped up and was like no actually he's right yeah yeah you That's know? Good. Uh, That's which good. was like super super cool and then i know yeah. um to uh Wrote an article uh, for, um, I want to say it's for the Gospel Coalition, either it was his own blog or for the Gospel Coalition or something, where he just went through a 12 point sort of uh, (laughs) manifesto as to why what I was saying was accurate Mm -hmm. and what it really says about the person pushing back. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, I was like, way more articulate than I could have. Yeah, yeah. I could have said this. Better so. uh, (laughs) So there was that, you know. And I think that, like, again, when you come from a position where, like, you you know, you weren't, I wasn't made by the industry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of stumbled upon it, you know. So I think with that, yeah, you just kind of like you you live and learn. Now, granted, I'm I'm not getting you know the numbers or the or the ticket sales that you know I could had I just kind of played the game right. Yeah, Um, yeah. But I also don't have the baggage and the amount of sort of uh, hate mail sent to me yeah because yeah. you know, i think they kind of do out the out the gate this is who i am yeah it seems yeah.
0: it seems like there's a bunch of artists um, even kings kaleidoscope would probably fall into this too where um, none of you like signed up to be you 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 you're a christian so um, what you what you rap about or King's class what they sing about is obviously going to be about what you believe in your faith. I mean, that's what art is, but you never yeah. sign up as I'm a Christian rapper. I want to be in that category totally. at the Christian bookstores. And it seems like what I've seen happen is the Christian music industry uh, will take someone that's like, really good at what they do compared uh-huh. to like just the corny like here's what here's the easy stuff that sells and and say yeah they're they're look they're with us until you say something they don't like and all of a sudden it's like oh why would you do that and and you're yeah. like i never signed up to you i'm just doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, i'm just yeah, saying yeah. what i'm singing
2: yeah it's a lot of like it's a lot of it has a lot to do with like just the hunger games kind of mocking jay sort of yeah. motif where it's just like Man, I'm just out here doing what I know to do is correct, you know. Yeah. And if you're just gonna make me the symbol, you know what I'm saying? Of you know, the, or the darling or whatever, you know, you're trying to put together. Uh, I think a lot of that comes from like just their own sort of tribalism, mm-hmm. where you're looking for someone to recruit for your team to say like, "Hey, that guy's on the team. He's amazing, right? He's one of us." You know, what yeah, I'm saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's cool because it's like, yeah, at our core, in the sense that, like, I believe I've been. Purchased by a spotless lamb, mm-hmm. you know, then yeah. yeah, we're on the same team. But, you, you know, I just, yeah, yeah. but you built an empire, you know what I'm saying, based on a set of rules that aren't necessarily kingdom rules, you know. And if yeah. I don't play to the industry rules, then yeah, there's, there's, there's falling out. But yeah, you know, I, I, I just, I think that you just take it with a grain of salt, man. Like, yeah. you have to know um, that you know, your public self isn't necessarily, you try to be as truthful as possible, but you can't, but it can't be your true self. Like, you know, this just the two have to be separate people. I mean, you're pastors, you Mm -hmm. know, you guys are like, yeah, we love, we love our congregations, but at the same time, like I got to go home, you know, I'm saying like that's a, that, that person has to have some sort of deference Mm -hmm. between, and you can't just, and you can't let, um, people's people's idea of your public self you know sort of shape who you are privately you know what i'm saying yeah, you have to just keep that space hold that space over there and just kind of like it is what it is i know who i really am yeah. I, I i know i know what my intention was i know what i tried to say i'm yeah. submitted to my local leadership mm-hmm. you're know saying like yeah. I, nothing comes out of our studio that hasn't ran through a number of mentors and yeah, leaders yeah, that,
0: that you've chosen, that yeah. you trust, yeah. that that you yeah, know has the best intentions for you, not just people that are trying to make money totally. off of you or whatever. Yeah.
2: who's looked me in the face and been like, "Jason, what the f are you talking about? No, like, yeah. no, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. You, no you're wrong." <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. Like, people are in place you know mm-hmm. and they'll stay in
1: place yeah yeah so so obviously you have no problem speaking your mind and and you've and you've already talked about how uh, whatever you feel led to to communicate is what you will do even if that means you may not get as many ticket sales or fit fit the mold or the box of the Christian artist so uh, yeah. since you're so willing to to speak uh, exactly whatever it is that you feel obviously you're going to have people who, who disagree with you so when you do encounter somebody and you have a conversation or a discussion with somebody who's on the complete opposite side of you how does that go about is there is there a, a a way that that obviously there's no set formula because we're dealing with people but what have you found is the best way to communicate with somebody who disagrees with what you are talking about
2: yeah i think that's great i think i think that the conversation has to be centered around um at least is what i try to do what i found it's been uh helpful is center, centered around the idea that like I am already reconciled Mm, like my heart is already at peace Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying right Um, and I know I'm sitting on the right side of history Mm -hmm. right Um, and I and if it's especially if it's a believer then like there has to be a a a mutual understanding of like me and you have been made one Mm
3: -hmm.
2: you know through Jesus already you know what I'm saying right and everything and the rest of this is ancillary, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now, having said that, in the same way that, like, um, me and you know, my cousin Andrew, who maybe on on like New Year's Eve, like we like rolled through the yard, fist fighting, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, throw punches as hard as we can to the face. But that's my cousin. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. And there's an understanding that at the end of the day. You are my, you are my family.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm, you know.
2: Yeah. Now, having said that, we have things we need to deal with. You know what I'm saying? So, and and having to deal with these things are for the purpose of becoming a more excellent family, mm-hmm. right? So, when we're discussing these things, we're discussing them from the lens. If, again, if we're talking about the believer, we're discussing from the lens that me and you are image bearers, and as image bearers, um, I have the right to point at any area that that is being undermined. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, and and at and the end of the day, that's what I'm talking about. Like uh, our political stances, I d I don't think you can I definitely don't think you can parse them out and compartmentalize them because our poli- our policies come out of our worldviews. It mm-hmm. is what it is. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um so so I'm not one to say let's set politics aside because that's impossible. Yeah. You know, but if if a policy undermines an image barreness then I, I feel like me and you can talk about this because that's what we're talking about. I'm not talking about who you voted for. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about your understanding of an image bearer. I'm talking about your understanding of um, Christ, our call to align ourselves with the vulnerable, our call to understand that like justice essentially means like I'm going to make somebody else's problem mine. Like That's justice. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So And if that's what it is, I mean, is that not like what, I mean, is that the message of the cross? like Jesus yeah. made his pro- our problem is, You know what I'm saying, right, <laughs> right. Uh, So like, so that that's where it comes. And then at the end of the day, it's like I don't feel a conviction to convince someone the sky is blue. Like if you don't want to look outside, and see the sky is blue. <laughs> yeah. Talk about. So like, I'm not I'm not one to convince you that racism is real. I'm like, you just do your homework, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I'm also not one that's yeah. like, I'm not going to describe. Sort of the smell of your boot leather while it's on my neck, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to go through, it, but if you're ready to actually go through some some like real talks and some real changes, then I'm ready to too. If not, man, I once you to know I love you, and, you know,
1: yeah that's awesome.
2: enjoy your
0: uh, <laughs> enjoy your positions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One one thing w- that we've noticed, even from just talking to you, but but listening to some of the stuff that uh, you've written, what um. Is that you're just really self aware. You're self aware of who you are and um, how, even though the system isn't, isn't um the way it should be and america's not the way it should be and we're and we're not loving people the way we are but there's times where you even have uh, lyrics that talk about you and how there's things that you're trying to correct um and that's one thing that we've struggled with my, my brother and i being we're we're from baltimore uh we are we lived five minutes outside Baltimore city if you know anything about baltimore it's like it yes, needs it needs a lot yes. of help um yeah it's it's uh there's there's a heroin epidemic going on it's the highest murder rate um and just and but we weren't part of the city and it's hard for us to understand like how you grew up and it's hard for us to understand how Mm -hmm. people in the city have grown up so how do how have you seen or or how would you recommend people to be self-aware of what they know and what they don't know and instead of assuming that since I didn't grow up with what you did, then it must not be accurate. because when it comes to like racism or if we come comes to what people are saying, it obviously doesn't affect us when we hear it as much as it would affect somebody that it's actually affecting, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, so how do we be more self-aware of what's going on around us when our background and our upbringing is just so far from it?
2: Yeah, I think that I think you, there's there's some there's some solutions in 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 your in your setup in the sense of saying, you hear about an issue, and it's like, well, that's not my experience, therefore, it's not my issue. Mm-hmm. Like, there can't, the, the statement can't be any less Christian. Right. You understand know what I'm saying? You're right, like, yep. That's like, that is, that is the opposite of our worldview. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, like, for me, it's connecting those dots, is saying, like, that we just don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that isn't just, that's just not the faith we profess, mm-hmm. you know? Um. We, you, if the when you when a person begins to understand that um, injustice, specifically imbalanced systems, like cor- corrodes the character and the personhood of the elite just as much as it oppresses those that are under it, then you have a better understanding. Like you're like you're warping your personhood. Like when, e- 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 when suffering is seen as someone else's problem, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, That's a, that's a warped human experience, mm-hmm. right? And that, and in that sense, it's like, in a lot of ways, like I, I, I feel I feel bad for the privileged, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're you're having a lesser human experience than I am, yeah. You know, um, because like I don't need. Uh, I don't need a dissertation when I see a refugee. Mm -hmm. I don't need a, I don't need a, I don't need a chapter in verse to tell me that that's my problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, um, I guess my, my encouragement, one is to travel more, right? Mm -hmm. Is to, is to examine your, your, a person's friendship network. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, uh, like, you know, you can't, you, you can't talk about it, immigration. And it's funny, you say immigration and usually the subtext is like Latino, but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> lot of country. You know, what I'm saying? Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like we wouldn't be having this if these were like Scandinavian models. Like we wouldn't be having <laughs> immigration <laughs> problem. would we? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but when you are uh, sort of um, discussing, I'm going to say for the sake of argument, like Latino sort of immigration issues, it's hard to talk about these in... Um, the abstract when you're actually talking about Maria that lives down the street yep, you know yeah,
3: yeah.
2: who's like you know who's been like you know making your kids food mm-hmm. you know every day five days a week when they walk home you know what I'm saying right. like when it's Maria it's different you yeah, know what mean? I mean like, it changes things you know so I think that when 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 you allow a life that is sort of open handed um and and invites uh you know sort of those those experiences into you and, and you don't have the defense of saying like this this experience is uncomfortable mm-hmm. this experience is not mine therefore i don't want it right yeah, yeah right, then right. that's i mean again if you're a believer that's just the opposite of jesus like jesus like yo what's 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 going on down there <laughs> i'm coming yeah
3: i think
0: yeah i think a lot of it too comes from a sense of pride that i am where i am in my situation because i earned it where i i didn't what choice did i have on who my parents are what choice did i have of where i grew up like we think that i'm at a certain spot because uh i i am so good and yeah people work hard and yeah people get out of certain things but but some people have a little more of an advantage than other people, and instead of saying, "Well, it's not like we're not no with blaming anybody for it," but if God blesses you, then you're supposed to use that blessing to help those around you and those that are less fortunate. Not that's, to that's further your place. That's in totally. the Bible. That's biblical. Yeah, so, so totally.
2: instead of assuming you the like DNA lottery, like my friend says, you <laughs> <just hit> the <laughs> DNA lottery. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it is so, what it is. So you if know? you're
0: if you're aware of the fact that I didn't do anything to earn it even though I can't understand certain things then I can still understand that uh, a brother of mine needs help mm-hmm. period
2: Yeah you know when you um when you uh when you come back and start examining sort of like the uh one of my favorite books is called The Sacred Canopy mm-hmm. um, it's super does super is like sociology book but it's yeah. kind of about um sort of how uh the the stories that we tell ourselves that shape our understanding and of identity like we all have them
3: mm-hmm. like it's
2: impossible to get out of that sort of canopy right um and they shape identity so it's like essentially we make culture and then culture makes us mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. so what you're talking about is is sort of the American myth, and it's and myth in a sociological term, whether it's true or not. It's not the point. It's just yeah, yeah. these are the stories we tell ourselves that shape our identity, right? And just yep. this idea of like manifest destiny, bootstrapping, you work hard you get ahead. Everybody has the same shot, mm-hmm. you know. That's it's like that's the American story, mm-hmm. right? So if somebody comes in there, and it's like this is, just, this is foundational personhood, right? If somebody comes in and says, "Well, no, that's not the case." You know, why yeah. would you not like buck against that? Like what are you talking about? This is the <laughs> this is our very it's like, well no, like you trying to tell me to do mowing the lawn outside isn't working hard. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You trying to tell me that right now? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like right. So so those sort of challenges when you're all when you're like, No, like I'm like I'm not trying to rob you of your identity. I'm not trying to tell you, you didn't work hard, but what I'm trying to tell you is like that's not the secret sauce. Yeah. There is there's more to the sauce. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like and in my life and my family are evidence of that. Like there is more to the sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, and I, the, the song that you did with King's Kaleidoscope, uh, playing with fire, and you talk about how yeah. some people have the the privilege of just closing our browser, right? Like some people have the privilege of just seeing something on Twitter and being like, wow, that yeah. sucks, and then just closing it and going about our life. And and the, the first time where I really recognized that fact was with the whole kneeling in the NFL. And I, <laughs> I heard so many people complaining, you know, I want to just watch sports and get and have politics separate from it. And it's like... Like wow, it must be nice to have that. Must privilege. be nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must be nice to get away from it, where yeah. so many people don't don't have that opportunity or have that privilege to just shut it off. And so yeah. it, it's great that that you're able to help uh, help other people understand that uh, by by what you're saying. And yeah. and the cool thing about uh, with being a pastor for me is when I give a sermon, a lot of times what what I always tell people is, look, this is not about making you more comfortable. This is about making us uncomfortable with where we are at so that we will then influence change in, in the Absolutely. world around us and in the culture around us. And you're doing the same thing in a, in a much bigger and cooler way than what I've done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but I appreciate um, how you are willing to step up and, and communicate that even if it makes other people upset uh, because you're helping other people.
2: Yeah, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's, that's it. You're right. like. You know, people say, man, I wish I could just watch football. It's like, yeah, you know what? Me too. Yeah, <laughs> You are absolutely correct. I right. wish I could too.
0: Right. right. So, so. so how did you, um, how'd you hook up with King's Kaleidoscope? How, how did that all go about? Cause you guys are on tour or you will be on tour soon and you're featured in their, their newer CD. Um, so how did, how did that connection start?
2: Yeah. So that, that's part of like the, sort of the, the Northwest Pacific Northwest juju, you know, okay. um, uh, mm-hmm. They were, you know, they're in Seattle, Humble Beast is in Portland. Um, so they had sort of been on our radar for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of, you could kind of tell they were cut from the sort of the same cloth. Right. Um, and then I met them uh, when I was on tour with Andy uh, Minio. Mm-hmm. whereas like their label were really like kind of keen on him working, on, on Kings working with Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that happened, I had met them because we just had like, we had a gig together in like Huntington beach down in LA and um, just was kind of like, dude, these dudes are like, these are just super cool dudes, you know? Um, And then uh, sort of time it went on, we were dropping albums around the same time. Um, And then I think we kind of had the idea separately at the same time to be like, dude, I was like, man, I should try to tour with Kings. And then Kings was like, dude, I want to probably go on tour with us. You know, so (laughs) we were talking about it separately. And then when we hit each other up, we we did the we did the first run in September of this past year. Just kept it on the west to kind of like play it safe, just yeah. to, just in case it didn't work. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and it worked. You know, worked very well. You know, their mm-hmm. fan base uh, really shows up for their music, which is super cool.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and I think I was for people that came in as like sp- like strictly like sort of Kings K fans. I know I was somewhat of a shock for them.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
2: You know, uh, they just you know, they know what to expect. Whereas, like, you know, sort of my sort of fan base is a little more, a little more eclectic, a little more open mind, a little more open minded, if you will. Like, they're mm-hmm. more willing to be like, "Oh, look at these Kings guy. Oh, that's pretty cool." You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but it was it was like a dope little overlap, man. And uh, yeah, we're gonna do it again.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So, when do so when you start? Um, are you when you start on like the East Coast, or or is this next part yeah. just on the East Coast? April,
2: uh, yeah, this part's the East, so it's April. Uh, Eighth, mm-hmm. yes, April eighth. So we start in nice. Orlando, and then we work our way up to, um, you know, um, like we do in Atlanta. We do in South Carolina or North Carolina. Then, yeah. Uh, then I think we do DC, New York. You know.
3: Yeah. So
1: so, yeah. so when you come to DC, are you going to have uh, family and and stuff come and see you see you see you? Perform? Man, I hope so. You know, yeah.
2: like there's so many of them. It's like. I Would be like, hey guys, I need 42 guest lists. <laughs> like, nah, I can't yeah. get all of y'all, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying, right. But uh, for sure, my mom, yeah, She's yeah, yeah. Definitely my
0: mom, <laughs> yeah, you have to, right? <laughs> so. well, last time, um, Kings came around here, they played at Rock and Roll Hotel, the same place that you guys will be at, and they were with um Citizens, which mm-hmm. I think is on Humble Beast, too. We actually had Zach Bowling on mm-hmm. here, and we. Love Zach Bowen, and last time they came, they they killed it. Mm-hmm. So when um when we saw Kings coming back, we're like oh okay, we're, we're we want to go again, and then we saw you were on it on the bill too. I was like oh snap, yeah. all right, that's a really good show, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. yeah. yeah man. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. i I've actually had've uh, been to a bunch of different like conferences and youth conferences and pastor conferences and I've seen you do uh, your spoken word at, at some of them and uh, and it's it's re- always really cool to to see you do it and now so I'm really excited because I haven't seen you perform uh, with like, all your hip-hop so. stuff and everything like that yeah. so I'm looking forward to that but when you do do these big conferences like that um, and and most of the time it's a lot of white evangelical pastors at these conferences. <laughs> How, mm-hmm. What has the reception been? I'm just curious. Uh, this isn't a question that we had written down as we were talking. Yeah. What what is has what ha- your experience been in those situations?
2: Man, it's, you know, it's kind of always shocking. Like, well, yeah. obviously, like, nobody's going to walk up. Nobody really has, like, the balls to just, like, yeah. walk up to you and tell <laughs> you you're awful. You right.
0: know what I'm saying? Right, right, um, so right. Like, do it behind your back. Yeah.
2: But they'll, uh, you know, they'll, they'll. So all the conversations I have have always been like, good, very supportive, very positive. Like, man, thank you for being here. Thank you know, and they keep inviting me back, which is great. You know, but I'm always shocked. Like every time, every time the every time the email comes in, I'm like, really? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's awesome.
0: Well, give um, give everybody some information on where they can find more out more about you and about the show coming up. Um, you're playing. Most of our, a lot of our listeners are from Baltimore, DC area. So you'll be playing yeah. Rock and Roll Hotel April 11th. So this gives people some information on how to find out more about you.
2: Yeah, dude, you can go to uh, humblebeast.com backslash propaganda. All of my um, all of my social media is just prop hip hop. Uh, I keep it pretty updated. Um, you can see my lovely wife and kids uh, oh, there. You, there. <laughs> but, you know and. Um, you know we run a we me and my wife run a podcast called the red, wife, red red couch podcast.
0: Yeah, I've listened to a couple of them. They're good.
2: Yeah, dude. And um, Yeah, and that's that's where we're at, dude. Awesome.
0: Sweet, awesome. man. Well, we really appreciate you taking some time to to be on with us and yeah. we're excited for April 11th we'll keep promoting it for a while um, and we'll be Shane and I will be down there we'll have a couple people down there so yeah. Um, Rad. So, Look, uh, the uh, right. yeah, So we, hey we can all hang out like do something afterwards or something <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, <we're> right. <laughs> we can hang out with your family <laughs> <laughs> it's the homecoming hey there it show. is we'll, take it. we'll go get some crabs <laughs> yeah, yeah hey, let's hey. do it hey. Shane
0: Street <laughs> <Shreeton, he said. laughs> awesome so hey man thanks a lot for joining us we really appreciate it hey
2: thank you guys man